Hi everyone, I'm Maggie. I'm Alex. And this is Socially Course. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. Welcome to an episode that is the first one to have the new logo, which mm-hmm. we have, to be fair, now implemented everywhere, so you might have seen it, but Whoop. we hope you like it. It's a little bit, little bit different. It is, yeah. And it's ours, so, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. We've got our own logo now. We're yeah. super serious now. Yeah, yeah we're, we're very like serious. Super professional. Very serious. Yeah. yeah, very professional. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's the topic today, Alex? So, today we're going to be talking about um, new book releases mm-hmm. and how we... Uh, just the way people deal with them mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily about the, the books themselves but it's more the the anticipation for the new book release mm-hmm. um so there's a couple of things i think we wanted to talk about in this one because yeah. i you know there were a couple of of things that kind of irked me when i was um i was on goodreads um and i was reading i was trying to get trying to what he's so irked right i'm so irked so I was on Goodreads at work and uh, I was trying to find a, any hint at a release date for Doors of Stone, um, which those, you know, if you know about it, it's um, Patrick Rothfuss's third Patrick Rothfuss. book. Patrick, Patrick Rothfuss's uh-huh. third book. <laughs> That's the single, right? Yeah. That's the singular. That's the plural. Plural. That's the one. No, singular. No, singular would be Rothfuss. Rothfuss would Rothfuss. be the plural. Anyway. Anyway. It's the possessive. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Slightly you can tell back, we're so good slightly at back on topic now we english good we so good um so yeah, i was trying to find a release date for dolls of stone um which is the third book in the king killer um, trilogy um i thought it was called the king killer chronicle well it is yeah but it's it's a trilogy book um Alex. this podcast is off to a terrific start <laughs> so <laughs> so i was trying to find a release date for the third book in this trilogy of books that is called The Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Hold on, you were trying to find those for the, for the third book out of the trilogy, which is three books. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> so, oh my God, I'll turn my microphone off and walk out the room right now. <laughs> yes, sorry, anyway, I was I trying to find a release date and there were no hints for it anywhere on Goodreads, basically. I so I thought, oh, I'll have, a, I'll have a read of the comments. Um... And, you know, see see if anybody's said anything. Because I know authors mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, they talk to these people about it and things and like that. And to be fair, so. Patrick Rothfuss is very active on Goodreads and he does do a lot of well, reviews yeah, that's, of that's other books. That's why I was looking, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, and, and there were like, most of the comments were really negative. Very negative. About, you know, the release date. And mm-hmm. half the people have started calling Patrick Rothfuss a scammer. They're like, oh, I can't believe people are still buying into such a scam. It's like, well, it's not a scam. He's just writing a book. Uh, anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. I mean, it's not about Patrick Rothfuss specifically, but it's just about the overall anticipation for books and whether, as customers, mm-hmm. because we are, whether we're allowed to bitch and moan about it, um, but also, you know, some of the considerations we have to take into account yep. while, you know, waiting for a new book. Yep, exactly. So... As Alex has explained, one of the main people that has kind of been at the forefront of our minds when we've been talking about anticipating of a book is Patrick Rothfuss because it's been, oh God. Eight been, years, I think. But eight years in the, since in the Wise comments, Man's Fear. I, be, I believe it was eight years. I'll fact check. Do you do, you do that because that's insane. I but, love fact checking. <laughs> you, should, you should see how happy he is right now typing away. 
<laughs> I wish I had a pic. I, I should have snapped a pic right there. We should but, start recording these videos. I know, right? But um, yeah, so Wise Band's Fear, which was the second installment. Six years. Six years. You know, that's still a big number. Um, which was the fi- uh, which was the second installment out of the King Killer Chronicle, um, and there's there's a lot of talk if you read about why the fans are frustrated about this is because a this you know since that's been released there has been absolute like originally it was I think 2018 was the year that it Doors of Stone oh, no, was, it was earlier than that there's been early. like it's been revised it's been the revised. release date's been revised about three times the main frustrations with that has actually come from the fact that when the publishers took on the King Killer Chronicle, yeah. they said that Patrick Rothfuss already had like the first and second book written and the third one basically already written. So it's it's very difficult for the fans. I think the fans are kind of frustrated because Patrick Rothfuss should have probably refuted that as soon as that came out if he didn't. And there's a lot to be said for, you know, a lot of people love Patrick Rothfuss's work because it's so artistically mm. written. Like it's very well written and it's very different and it's very in depth and it, you can tell the best that Patrick books I've yeah, ever read. You can tell that Patrick Rothfuss kind of takes a lot of care yeah. when he writes these books. So obviously the reason that it's going to take so long for the next one to come along because because he's trying to do his best, you yeah. know, he's trying yeah, yeah. to do a good job. And I mean to be fair, I've just I've just spotted that on there on Alex's screen that the first book of the King Killer Chronicle okay. came out on to, in two thousand and seven. Yeah. So it was already four years between the first one and the second one. So obviously he did take a lot of time with that, and there's, um, if you've ever read the books, there's a lot to be explained by the third book. Yeah, there's a lot. So, that, yeah, there is a lot, a lot going on. But, Every time I read it, I also discover a new subplot mm. in there. And I think you know, uh, writer's block is a very real thing, and probably Patrick Rothfuss is suffering from that. I think the reason that fans might be a little bit peeved is because he's, for example, written the Slow Regard of Silent Things recently released it which was a novel about one of the characters who's a little bit quirky a little yeah, bit different a, but it was it was a very interesting novel and he's written two children's books which are terrifying yeah it's like um, he, he titled them as children's books for adults basically yeah. that was the whole thing you, you should check those out because yeah. they're quite good and he's also got his charity world builders and he yeah. also goes on things like tabletop so you kind of see him a lot and you see that he's doing a lot but you don't see him ever updating about the book and i don't know whether yeah. that's just because i mean he's a first-time author and it was, you know, he, he gained so much fame yeah. after he released it that I think he maybe wasn't ready. And I don't think I don't think he's handling the pressure as well as seasoned authors. So, for example, one exam, one author that we kind of discussed alongside this is a completely different like kind of author is oh, Brandon yeah. Sanderson, oh, who yeah. writes three different series of novels in the same time, at the same time, and yeah. releases a book basically like what once a year, twice a year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's a he's but he's a literature professor at yeah. Stanford. Yeah, it's something super, yeah. super Some, something super sp- fancy schmancy. We've you know we've met him personally. He genuinely is that kind of person who just has that brain. Yeah, and I think the difference between them two being that Patrick Rothfuss was somebody who wrote a book because he had a very good idea and he just wrote it. And and I don't think he had the basis of like the education and the kind of thinking of how to set this out. Whereas Brandon Sanderson is the person who actually teaches this. He teaches people how to write books. So he has it all set out. He knows how to go about kind of structuring his thoughts and how to start an idea, how to develop it well so that he knows what he's writing about. And I think we even asked him, I think we asked him like whether mm. one of the questions was, does he have like notice boards for different 
like books or different series, so he doesn't yeah, forget I'd love, the I'd basics. I'd love to see what his office looks like. And I can I think imagine, you know, all the bits that, of string connected. I think he said that he's got it all digital. I think he said yeah. he doesn't have anything written down in post-it notes or anything. It's just literally digital or in his, his brain. And, yeah, yeah, on his computer. And it's just interesting to see these two different things where they've got completely different... I think they've got completely different brains. Like, mm. Patrick Rothfuss is struggling to focus on one concept, whereas Brandon Sanderson has three different ones going together. And he then and they're also all interconnected. I was like, going to say, yeah. Got a the, huge universe, the basically. Cosmia, yeah, yeah. Um, you see, I, I don't think it's anything that serious with Patrick Rothfuss not releasing the book. I honestly just think he's... I mean, yeah, he's, he's taking a bit of extra time with it, but if you've... I mean, if you've read any of the... the if you've read Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear you know that there are hundreds of loose ends and stories that need tying up in this mm. last book. This last book has got to cover so much stuff. And he's already come out and said it's going to be the same length, if not shorter, than um, Name of the Wind. So it's going to be the same length or a little bit shorter than the first book. And there's so much that has to get wrapped up. There's so much when he's in the storytelling of Koth's past. There's so much happening at, at the present as Koth mm. is telling the story. Um and there's so many questions that everyone has, and I don't know. I, just, I think he's just taking the extra time to tie it all together because the books themselves are so such subtle pieces. Yeah. Whereas, as I do love Brandon Sanderson, yeah, but in all of his books, he's got very clear, very yeah. solid storylines. Yeah. You know what's going. You know who the main characters are. You know, in Stormlight Archive, you know that it's focusing on on Kaladin and mm-hmm. Shallan and Dalinar and Adolin. And now Renarin to some extent. Mm-hmm. It's focused in, you know, it's the same with all, like the Mistborn books, yeah. for example. It was always um, the, and the two main characters, Dylan. yeah. Um, but I think, I, I think just, there's still I a subtlety to it. I don't think it's anything it. that serious. But I've, I have, I do remember reading one of Patrick Rothfuss's blogs, Rothfuss's blogs, um, Rothfuss. about that he did have Righteous Block at one point. I know that he's written about the fact that he was struggling to get his thoughts down. And I can kind of understand that, especially when we combine the kind of, like you said, there's a lot of subtlety to it. There's a lot of loose ends. And I think, to be fair, I would be completely overwhelmed and I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I just kind of, I just kind of thought that when he started this series, he knew how to end those loose ends. I thought he already had basically a storyline plan for each one. He had all of it written out and ready to go not written down finished mm. novel wise but he had all of it ready to go mm. and i think now that the the first and second one are so big and he's put so much time and effort into them and like i say there's so many things that need to be tied up in the third book mm. i think he's just you know making 110 percent sure that he's finished everything and everything's ready to go mm. and you know fair enough yeah he's got writer's block and he's got this see this is the thing that we wanted to talk about though it's like obviously we're his customers yep in the long run, mm-hmm. we do have the right to bitch and moan to some extent mm-hmm. to say, well, this book hasn't come out mm-hmm. in six years. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, there's a bit of a downfall where he's, he's maybe not keeping us as updated as he mm-hmm. probably should be, mm-hmm. like on his blog or, on, you know, Goodreads or on t- even Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, or if you should be talking to his publisher, maybe, and the mm-hmm. publisher should be saying, okay. There's no release date for this yet. Yeah. Earliest estimation is 2020 or whatever. Yeah. And then at least people would stop stop complaining about it. Then mm-hmm. it would go back from bitching and moaning to just sheer anticipation of, oh yeah. my God, I can't wait for 2020. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. And yeah, there should be a little bit more communication on his part. But at the same time, it's incredibly hard to write a book. And yeah. like I say, there's so many, my, there's hundreds and hundreds of tiny little details that he's going to tie together. 
And that takes a lot of time and concentration and effort to make sure it comes together right. And like you say, the situations of writer's block, he goes on tours a lot. He does a lot of, you know, he does a lot of public speaking. He does a lot of signings. He does Mm -hmm. a lot with his charity world builders. Um, he, he goes on social things like a tabletop with Will Wheaton, for mm. example. He's been on a couple episodes of that. And for the record, he's fantastic on them because mm. um, he always plays the uh, sort of role play kind of things. And you can tell he's a fantasy writer by kind mm. of how, <laughs> how he develops his character and things like that. Um, and like I say, even he's got a family and things like that. You I, know. Know? And, I know, but you know, there's something to be said for... It. I know that writing a book is difficult. I couldn't do it myself. But if I had that idea, no, he should have, I mean, at the start, he would have already probably had, for each character, he would have had an end game. So he would have known where they end up. So really, the tying of the loose ends is, it's not six years, because he should have already had the main character's timeline switch. I know it's very difficult. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm being a little bit critical, but I think you're being a little bit too in love with him, which is fine. Well, this is, yeah, this is how we, this is the both sides of the argument. Yeah, so it's like, I think... I think, you know, there's definitely, there should be communication. And I think the reason that there isn't is because he himself can't explain why he's not writing it. And I think, mm. to be fair, I, I think he's disenchanted with it a little bit. And I think he's losing, I, I, I don't know, I just, well, I, no, there's a couple has, of things I've read from him where it made me think that he lost his passion for the writing. Yeah, but he has said he's planning more books in the same universe. I know, but I just feel like he, I just feel like he became overwhelmed really. Mm. And I, I think he's... I think he's, I don't know, maybe this is a completely weird perception, but I feel like he's struggling to get back into it. And I think mm. he's struggling because every time he tries to go back to it, it just opens up a can of worms and he can't handle it. But this is, you know, this is a view on all authors. Like, yeah. obviously, some authors, like you say, there's, there's some authors like Brandon Sanderson who write three or four different books at the same time. At the same time. And publish them one or two a year or, you know, a couple every couple of years. Um, and then you get authors like Patrick Rothfuss who take the time to mm-hmm. write mm-hmm. one book solidly mm-hmm. at a time. And it's just the way their minds work. Their minds yeah. just work differently. It's That's not a I big thing. Yeah. But I, th- I think there is something to be said for people being a little bit too harsh and oh, a little yeah. bit too extreme oh, with yeah. it. And people turning around and saying, you know, it's a massive scam and things like that. And I don't know how it can be because no. at the end of the day, we've bought two books. That's it. Yeah, it's not like we've subscribed to Patrick Rothfuss and we have to pay so much a year, no. and he's he's not producing the goods or the service. Yeah, like yeah, I say, I we're well, we are his customers at the end of the day. In in basic terms, we're well within our rights to say, "What's going on? Mm. Where's the third book?" But like I say, we've bought the first two books already. We've read them. We love them. We're all right, no choice yeah. but to wait for the third one. No, no, no. I mean, it's it is it is rude and mean to say that it's a scam, and I think there needs to be a level of patience just, just because it is an like, art. At the end of the day, it it's is his an art. job. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that, and I mean, there's different authors who also have the same thing, and I mean, yeah, for example, yeah. there's a whole other extreme of um, like which we'll probably have a com- like we'll have a completely different view on is like J.K. Rowling, and you know, like she came up with the Harry Potter books, she finished that series. Then she came up with two more books, which kind of, um, one of them is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but Mm. that was actually just a guide to Fantastic Beasts, not like the book that the film made it. And then there was another one, but like, and then she kept bringing out more because I think there was a big demand from publishers. I think there was a lot of pressure from publishers to bring out something related to the Harry Potter universe. Mm. And I think, to be fair, I kind of feel bad for her that she just can't seem to escape it and she can't 
stuff. But yeah. at the same time, you would probably say that it's probably her choice to make that money, which is yeah. fair enough. It could be both things. But there's, so, there's, so there's also that where the author might not actually want to write any more and they haven't got any more planned. But there's so much demand from the customers that the publishers keep forcing yeah. her to release something. I mean, Cursed Child, the play was again something that had yeah, to exactly, be released yeah. because people just keep loving the Harry Potter universe. So it's interesting to see that there's like so many different levels of, of authors. And oh, actually, I forgot. Yeah, the other thing that might be stopping Patrick Rothfuss from mm. writing the third book is um, I know him and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who you probably know him already. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Hamilton, which kind of skyrocketed him into fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done Moana as well. He's mm-hmm. done like a, a bunch of other stuff. He's a fantastic direct, director, writer, you know, musician. He's, he's yeah, brilliant. He's um, and him and Patrick Rothfuss, they, I think they know each other. Or they they met do now. Lin Manuel Miranda was a massive fan. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 there's obviously a lot of speculation and rumors flying around about what those two could be up to. I think they did. I think they, they mentioned that it, it was at some a point TV that, show, wasn't that it? they were, t- yeah, talking about turning it into a TV show, which would be the greatest TV show in the world. But also, you would have to have the third book finished by that. Point. Well, yeah, but people said that about Game of Thrones. Yeah. The Game of Thrones book stopped at about season five. And after that, it was just, yeah, they were still obviously talking with George R. R. Martin about mm-hmm. how he wanted to proceed with it. But if you think about it in retrospect, it's a lot, it seems like it's a lot easier with a TV show rather mm-hmm. than the books. Mm-hmm. Because with the books, you have to describe everything. Whereas yeah. in a TV show, obviously, you see it and really all you have to do is say, okay, this is what the scenery looks like, CGI that in. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about what the characters say to each other and, and the character development and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of takes out half of the chore of writing. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, he, he could be talking to Lin-Manuel Miranda about starting the TV show. And Maybe. that takes a lot of the time as well. Because yeah. if, if it's serious and they're just keeping it under wraps, that's a lot of time talking about well, yeah, who's but... going to do it, who's going to write it and direct it and script it and who's going to act in it and where it's going to be shot, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, he should be working on a third book so they can finish it. Yes, I know. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, there's two sides. This is why we have this podcast, because we can talk about things and we can look at it from two different perspectives. It's just what it is. I know. I'm well aware. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said. And I think, you know, I mean, Patrick Rothfuss has just shot to fame because of good quality writing, not oh, because of anything God. else. Oof. So. It's the greatest fantasy trilogy I've ever read. And he's only released Even two. David Gemmell. David See, the thing, I love David Gemmell, right? David Gemmell is hands down my favourite author. But he's not... A f- he targets a different age range. Mm. Whereas Patrick Rothman and Brandon Sanderson seem to speak to like our age, mm. David Gemmell's written for a slightly younger viewership. Not yeah. like... Well, yeah, like teenagers, mm. basically. He is my favourite author because he's, he's the author that got me into fantasy books mm. and reading them and taking a shot at writing them and, and mm-hmm. even playing certain video games and things like that. That all started with David Gemmell and I will be forever grateful for that because, yeah, and I just love him the bits. His writing and the characters he makes and things like that are just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, Patrick Rothfuss is better, I would say, than David Gemmell. But that's because of the different... Adrian mm. and, the, and the readership and all that mm. kind of stuff. That's you know, they're kind of two unrelated authors. Really, mm-hmm. you can't really compare them no. to each other. No. Um, but yeah, he is. You know, it's always a mashup between Patrick Rothfuss and Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, I probably couldn't decide out of those two who's my favorite no. thing. because like thing. I say, yeah. At one hand, obviously, Patrick Rothfuss has written these two books insanely well, mm. but then again, Brandon Sanderson has written a bunch of books in a but like technically they're all in the same 
quote unquote universe. They're all mm. set in the Cosmere, but they're on different planets. Mm. Um, which will they do tie into each other in little ways sometimes mm-hmm. with like characters that cross mm. over and things like that. It's it's that odd satisfaction of when you read like uh, if you know what I'm talking about, the character named Hyde. Mm. Whenever he pops into it, you're just like, oh my god, it's Hyde! So cool. And uh, I did a little bit of investigating, like. Uh, on the, the sort of Wikipedia for it and all that kind of stuff and found a bunch of different ways they're connected and it just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's phenomenal at that kind of writing. Yeah. And like I say, it's just different minds work different mm. ways. When you think of, again, um, Peter V. Brett, who's yeah. writing uh, The Demon Cycle. Yeah. Um, we're on book four, five now? The Skull Throne is book five, I think. Five, yeah, I think. Um, and, it, you know, it, that's being released this year. Yeah. Um, the next Brandon Sanderson being released this year as well. The next Stormlight. Um, but okay. again, you know, it's been quite a gap for Peter V. Brett because he focuses on writing, writing once a use at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. quite a gap between that one and this one as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so, it's you know, and obviously he gets his fair share of abuse as well, but it's mm-hmm. just, I think it's, it just comes down to the way different authors' mind works. Yeah. I don't think maybe I the reason Patrick Rothfuss has taken his time between it is because he wants to take a little bit of a break. Maybe. Maybe he's trying to trying to build the hype up for a little bit, but at the same time, he likes doing other things as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brandon Sanderson loves teaching about it and he loves writing nonstop twenty four seven. Um whereas Patrick Rothfuss seems to have want to have a bit of a life as well, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as he's writing. Absolutely. There's different people and I think both of them are fantastic. So yeah, I think and, and to be fair, they're both fans of each other, which is awesome. Like they Patrick are, yeah. We, we has went to a, a review of Brandon Sanderson, yeah. and Brandon Sanderson has written a like. Uh, we went to a Brandon Sanderson talk yeah. in Newcastle when he was bringing out the new books, and it was like such an amazing experience. Definitely want to do more of those in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really wanted to ask him. One of the questions I meant to ask, and I completely forgot to ask, was like, how many of you guys just know each other and just like hang out every night? <laughs> I think I, I can't remember if I asked him or someone else did like beat me to the punch, but he said the, the problem is that they live all over the country. Yeah. Uh, they're mostly based in America. So they live all over the country. So it's a bit difficult for them, but he's like, yeah, no, we hang around at each other's houses and stuff. I'm just like, Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> It'd be such like a nerd out yeah. geek fest. And I can imagine them just sitting down and just like bouncing ideas off each yeah. other. Hey, I've got a really good idea for Koth. It's like, oh, why don't you make Kaladin be able to do this? Yeah. Oh, that would just be like the coolest yeah, thing in the cool. world. But yeah, we're, so. we're sort of hitting that um, hitting that mark now, I think. So Yeah, so so just in conclusion, like to, to wrap that together, it's just, yes, people have a right to complain, but just they sh- don't have a right to to slander and to, and to make the author feel like shit. Yeah, like they have yeah. a right to say this is taking a little bit longer, and the author should really communicate yeah, and exactly, say, yeah. you know, this is what's it's going, going on. to take. Or it's, or just say that. Sorry, guys, it's going to take a bit longer. But yeah. you know, just do that. And people are generally mollified if they get an yeah. update every now and again think, to say, look, think, it's taking a bit longer to write than I thought. Or I'm busy on tours and things like that. Don't have much time to write. Or I want to spend some extra time with my mm, family. It doesn't uh, matter what he'd say. No. And I think book nerds are just a little bit more forgiving because you can at least go back and yeah. reread it and you can always pick up little subtleties. Mm. Whereas I feel like 
with TV shows, you can only watch them so many times. So mm. when you when they don't bring out a new episode, it's it does get frustrating and you kind of forget about it. But I think with a book, there's a lot more that you can do with it, and you can mm. you can reread it. You can listen to the audio book and and pick up whole new things, which Alex has done, and oh, like done? comes back and he's like, oh my god, I heard this. He said this, and I was like, oh my god, really? It, so yeah, it's, it, awesome it's like with that. one tiny detail, one word that you missed the first time you read it, and it ties so many things together. But so uh, just going back to what Will Wheaton said. Just don't, don't be, a, be dick. a dick. That's it. That's basically it. Just yeah. don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Maggie, do you wanna do you wanna see us out with our random the most fact? amazing random oh, useless fact that we this have? This is such a good random useless fact. So, to give you a bit of background, we were uh, babysitting our little sister-in-law, and we were watching CBeebies with her. Which, for those of you who don't know, that's um, a, a BBC kind of kids the channel. It's a kids, yeah, it's a kids show. And it was the show called The Octonauts, Octonauts am I right? Yeah. yeah. And they, like, go exploring under the sea and stuff. Under and there was the an episode... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you said under the sea, you know, that's my trigger True. phrase. And there was an episode, and it had a little, like, a snapping shrimp, which kept knocking out the members of the Octonauts, like, Yeah, it was like crew. a tiny little shrimp, and it had a massive claw. claw like, one just, claw. it snapped it, and then it would send the shockwave yeah. out that would send them flying. So, so we were like, is that real? Yeah. Like, or is that made up? So we, we like, Googled it, and it's real. It's it, like It genuinely thing. does. It's got a claw that it opens up to make a bubble, and then when it bursts that bubble, it bursts it at such a force that the bubble, like, literally splits water... And reaches like 100 kilometers per hour, which is about 62 miles per hour. And the sound is about 218 decibels. 218 decibels. The the pressure, according to Wikipedia, is enough to kill a small fish. Yeah. So they knock out fish or they kill other fish with a bit. It's called the pistol shrimp. So if you guys, you should Google that and jump on it because it's the coolest thing. It's so cool. It's this tiny little shrimp, but it's got a massive claw. Yeah. It, you know... It, without going too much into the details, it opens this claw, makes a bubble, it snaps down super quick, pops the bubble, and sends out this shock wave that just flies out around it and just just causes absolute devastation. It's and great. It's the coolest it's thing ever. It's so cool. So yeah, so there, there you go. There's a random useless fact with a little bit of a yawn from Maggie, because that's how we roll him. Because um, she had a micro nap and she hasn't quite woken up yet. Yeah, damn right. It's a great nap. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think that that about wraps up today's session. So thank you very much for listening. Um, if you would like to, find us on Facebook and Twitter for more. Just mm-hmm. type in the search bar, socially course, mm-hmm. C-O-A-R-S-E. Um, also like to quickly say hi to our listener in America, because mm-hmm. we have a few downloads and streams for there, and also Spain. Uh-huh. And then obviously all of our listeners in the UK as well. And, and Slovakia. In and Slovakia Austria. and Czech Republic and Austria. So, Thank you all, guys. Hi, Maggie family. <laughs> hi, I'm everyone. Mine. I'm mine, I guess, though. Hi, hi everyone. Oh, I just realized who could be in Spain. Could it be your dad when he's on holiday? Oh, my God. <laughs> hi, Dad. Hi, family. So, yeah. Hi, everybody from our family who listens. Thank you very much. We really appreciate and it. And all our friends as well. You know, we appreciate it. We yeah. really do. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like I say, find us on Facebook and Twitter. So, until then, I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Coarse. Bye.